Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. and gentlemen, welcome to the coolest fucking place in the IWC, man, my mother's basement, Rage, Raging Girl Gamer donates $500 in the super chat before we even start the stream, Rage, I gotta ask you, what the fuck are you drinking tonight, Rage, because Looks like you're sitting VIP all by yourself tonight. Holy shit, man. What a way to start the fucking stream. Rage with a $500 bomb in the chat. AW Dynamite tonight, man. We're going to talk about it. I, I don't know. I, I, it felt like Jesse, you know, get this. Jesse said it felt like a Vince McMahon booked show. That's what he said tonight. I got the text to prove it, man. I don't know what this guy's on, man. You know, you know what it is? Jesse is afraid. Jesse is afraid Bill Goldberg is inching closer to an AEW debut, bro. You know it's coming, man. You know it's coming. Don't give me this shit, man. I tell you what, when Bill Goldberg debuts in AEW, I swear to fucking God, man, I'm gonna be standing right here. I'm gonna have balloons in my hand. We're gonna have confetti. We're gonna have streamers go off, man. It's gonna happen, man. It's gonna happen. And then Jesse is not going to uh, be on Wednesday nights anymore, man. He would uh, probably end up quitting the show because he already has a problem with that happening. He had a problem tonight with uh, Jeff Jarrett, J E double F, right? J A, yeah. Finish it, man. Again, J A double R E double T. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, listen, man. We're gonna get into the show, and we got a lot to talk about. MJF and his bromance with uh, Sammy Guevara. And we're going to have a good time tonight, man. So uh, follow Like Rage. Have a good time. Get excited. It's going to be a good show. And tonight I recommend the Mercedes Money Maker because Naomi is joining. Uh... <laughs> I can't even say it, man. Uh, listen, I, I'm so sad. I'm so sad that this is happening, man. Trinity Fatu is joining Impact. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't. I can't even say it, man. What a disgrace.
ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off the Script. I'm JD from New York, as always, coming to you live from my mother's basement, man, the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. It is April 26, 2023. Uh, Jesse, how, how are you preparing over there, bro? Uh, uh, Wardlow is out there. Interviews, bro. He says he's going to wrestle Bill Goldberg uh, somewhere, someplace, sometime in AEW, man. That's the money match. That's the match everybody wants to see, man. You get ready for it? Jesse's absolutely ready for it, man. Jesse is absolutely ready for it. It's coming. It's going to happen. And we're going to be celebrating, man. I can't wait. We're going to be celebrating, man. I'll be sitting right here with balloons and an old fashioned, man. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, what was this, this, this guy? This guy entered the static realm of it. What, what the fuck's going on? Uh, how you feeling, man? How you feeling tonight? Good, man. That's good. Couldn't be better. That's good, man. It's good. You got a nice little glare there in your uh, your glasses, man. You look like uh, you look like some fucking superhero, man. Yeah, man. It's you know, it's you just sometimes you gotta be a superhero for your for your son. Sometimes you got to get out there and just do it for your son. Oh, yes. Yeah, see, you're, you're already on the Bill Goldberg bandwagon, bro. Can we just get on with the goddamn podcast, man? Listen, man. Yes. Uh, by the way, folks, uh, in the chat, uh, Naomi Trinity Fatu is on her way to Impact Wrestling. Yes. This is, this is a, uh, I'm not lying. This is true. It's good. I'm That's good. Man. She's back to work, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be watching. Only I Trinity. Might, I might even cover it. There you go. Listen, man. I, I you know, to, to be honest with you, man, I, the thought crossed my mind tonight as well. I might even cover it. But I'm like, you, you know, I said to myself, hey, who watches it back, man? Nobody. Nobody. They may now, watch now. Pretty good. They may watch now. Yeah. Yes, we're gonna name. First. Yes, we're gonna name. Uh, we're gonna name Jesse Jesse Berg. Yes, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> Jesse Berg, man. It sounds like a fucking place where you want to go vacation, man. I can't get away from that guy. He well, just won't go away. Well, he's not going to go away, man. There's millions to be made. What? Why? There's millions upon millions to be made, bro. You know what's happening. Listen, man, tonight's Dynamite. Um, I thought it was a good show. Uh, I thought it was a good show. I know Jesse, like I said, uh, sent me a text. He felt like Vince McMahon booked this show. He thought uh, Tony Khan channeled his inner Vince McMahon tonight. I didn't think it was that bad, but it has been a little chaotic as of late. Has it, has it not, Jesse? It was off. Yeah. It just, it, it just, it don't have that special feel. That's that special AEW feel anymore. No, no, we're not going to get that feel until uh, you know who shows up again and comes back. But you know it's happening on June seventeenth. By the way, I'm still hoping for the best, man. Are you gonna? Are you gonna be there? I don't want him to not come back. Uh, are you I gonna be? Are you gonna be there getting your ice cream bar all over again? You're gonna go get your ice cream bar again for a second time? Oh no, I'm not going. Man. Oh, okay, <laughs> not going. Uh, what, what, what felt? What, what felt off to you tonight, bro? Uh, did the uh, Dax Harwood losing to Jeff Jarrett throw you off tonight? Look, man, I already closed my camera <laughs> once. I'm trying to not do it in the cold open twice, man. What are you Jeff doing Jarrett, man. Jeff Jarrett on TV tonight beating half of the AEW Tag Team Champions. What the fuck are we doing, TK? What are we doing here? What? 
These guys are supposed to be the cream of the crop. They 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 beat the acclaimed. They got the titles back right away. Then right away, Dax loses to Jeff Goddamn Jarrett. What, now, are, we, what are we doing here? I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. Clearly, that was a a, a low point of the show tonight. Um, my favorite part of the show tonight, man, I think the biggest part of the night is uh, all of our fears are slowly being put to rest with this uh, MJF bromance with Sammy Guevara. Though it's entertaining and though uh, two guys there and MJF and Sammy Guevara are favorites of uh, a lot of people on this show. Uh, I'm glad that Tony Khan realizes what is best for business here, and that is a Pillars Fatal 4-Way Um I appreciate the fact that he took a little bit of a, of a deviation away from what had happened and the predictability of it. And we're getting a tag team match next week to basically get us there after a Pillars tournament that didn't really make any sense. A little bizarre, a little peculiar on the way he got us there, but uh, next week's match should really solidify the main event for Double or Nothing. I, I thought everything the way it was executed tonight, I thought was really good. It was good stuff. Uh, the tag team match announcement was hilarious, and I'm looking forward to that, man. I think that's going to be good next week, and the Pillars 4-Way is going to main event double or nothing, man. That, that That's the right decision, no doubt about it. Yeah, it, it took a little scenic route to to get us where, you know, where we figured we were going. I mean, oh, can't be mad about that. It's no. fine. You know, it's, 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 it's just here's something different on the way to, you know, where we're eventually going. All right, cool. I mean, you still got to give us some kind of build um, as it pertains to it now being a fatal four-way. Yeah. But it's fine. I mean, it should, it should, I mean, the match is going to be fantastic, you know, as everyone predicted. I mean, and um, the way they got us there, it's, it's not crazy. It's not terrible. You know, it's not like, oh, this is turning me off from the match. No, it's fine. It's good. I mean, it'll work. The other big thing that happened tonight was Roderick Strong. After months of being off AEW, uh, off of uh, WWE television, showed up on AEW television. Uh, I thought they might have buried him underneath the Performance Center, bro. That's how long he's been missing. But uh, he showed up tonight to save Adam Cole from a Jericho Appreciation Society beatdown. He emerges all elites. He got the graphic on Twitter. Tony Khan bought the copyright to a fan favorite song from Killswitch Engage, The End of Heartache. And, uh, yeah, it's not your type of music. Not your type of music. Yeah, Killswitch Kill Engage was uh, CM Punk's theme song as well. The, uh, this, this Fire Burns, I believe it was. I, I, I know of Killswitch Engage yes. just because of CM Punk's original music. I just never heard of this. Yes, they're, an, they're an early 2000 phenomenon uh, band in the metalcore scene. Uh, kind of died off uh, nowadays. But uh, the end of Heartache, Killswitch Engage, I like it, TK. I like it. I like it a lot, and he came out tonight, Jesse, backing up Adam Cole, so we got uh, two-fourths of the Undisputed Era back together on AEW television. I like this move. Now we're all awaiting Kyle O'Reilly coming back. I know Adam Cole's been tweeting about Kyle O'Reilly. He's still in recovery mode. Hopefully he'll be back on TV uh, when the time is right, and we'll have three-fourths of the Undisputed Era man acting as babyfaces on television. I, I like this move. I think this is a good pickup. And Adam Cole, as a babyface man, is going to need some buddies. And Roderick Strong is an excellent choice for that. Well, where's the lie? Where's the lie? I don't know. 
Where's the line? Sucks to be Bobby Fish, right? He's swimming upstream, man, away from AAW. Waiting for the line, man. Yeah, there you go. This was a good move. Yeah, yeah, it was a good move. Um, Again, this is one of those signings where it doesn't work individually. You know, I'm not even sure if it's going to feel right without Bobby Fish, to be honest. But we can give it a go. We can see we definitely need KO back. Yeah. Um, We'll see how it goes. Uh, maybe we, maybe Fish is in the, in the pipeline. I don't know what his deal is like over there. But um, if these three are together, I mean, this is the absolute best place for Bobby Fish, period, anywhere. Yeah, of course. I mean, without, without, uh, without this, he's got no career. Yeah, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. If he comes over here right now with these guys on board, I mean, he, he has it all. He has it all back. You know, he, he's got to get him, man. Um, the thing is, they don't need fish. Fish needs them right now. Yeah, yeah. They they absolutely don't need fish. I like the makeup of uh, O'Reilly, Strong, and Cole. Trios, you could do trios. You could do O'Reilly and Strong as a tag team. Um, yeah. You know, he, Roddy is such a great utility guy. You know, I don't. I, he's not being brought in to, to wrestle for the world title. You know, Roddy has always been... Just one of those guys, bro, that you put in the ring and everybody he's in the ring with just elevates. He elevates them. And he did it in NXT. He did it with almost everybody he was in the ring with there. And he was a huge part of the Undisputed Era uh, and what made them so successful. He, he could win the international title. He could win the TNT title, tag team titles, trio titles. He is, he is a great, I don't want to say bench player because I feel like bench player is kind of like a derogatory term, but... Man, he is he is the sixth man. What do they call him in the in the NBA? The sixth man off the bench, man, yeah. right? What a utility man that that is, man. He, Roddy is so fucking good at what he does. It's it's it. Um, he's a he's a great role player. Mm-hmm. He, he's a role player, and there's and there's no, you know, there, there's no disrespect in that. I mean, er, er, look, every fantastic team needs role players. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just what they are. I mean, for a long time, Scotty Pippen was nothing but a role player. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because Jordan wouldn't be Jordan without a Scotty Pippen. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, so this, this is, it's cool. I mean, and the, the options are just unlimited with them, especially with this um, faction warfare they have going on and everything else. And they still got the elite and Adam Cole ties and everything else. So there's, there's quite a few things they, they can do with this one. Yeah, Adam Cole and his buddies against uh, Bullet Club Gold at some point. Oh, man. Yeah. Getting excited about that already. Uh, but, yeah, Roderick Strong is in AEW. Uh, I, it, was, uh, it was kept under wraps so secretly, uh, nobody knew when he was released from WWE because I know there were reports back in the day, uh, especially late last year, that he asked for his release on multiple, multiple occasions, and he, and he was denied. So they must have let him go without making a big deal about it or or his contract ran out and they just kept him off TV until his contract ran out. Regardless, uh, this is a big uh, a big pickup for Adam Cole and whatever he's got going on with AEW television. Uh, this is not a game-changing situation. I don't want anybody to misconstrue what we're saying here. Roddy is not a game-changer because I know that's, uh, you know, the uh, geeks online love to hang on to to uh, us saying that, oh, he's a game changer. No, he's not. Roddy's not a great... We, we just legitimately said he's uh, he's going to be a great utility guy for AEW and Adam Cole. And, and I like the pickup. It's uh, it's going to be something that makes their television better. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, there we are. I see it already. Okay, so look. Scotty Pippen was absolutely a role player. He developed 
into an individual superstar. But he started off as a damn role player. I don't want to hear it. Don't even fucking. Bro, is someone arguing about Chicago Bulls basketball with you? I mean, with me. (laughs) (laughs) Who's who's arguing about Chicago Bulls basketball with Jesse? I don't understand that. Me, Scotty became as good as Scotty became because of. I Jordan. mean, I don't even watch basketball, and I would have told you Scotty Pippen was a fucking utility player. God, yes, he definitely developed into his own independent, own superstar. He didn't start off that way, guys. He did not. I don't know. Everybody's got a complaint about something. Something. Oh my God! Somebody on Twitter tonight, like, oh, it's, uh, just enjoy it. So. I either get just enjoy it and quit complaining or you'd never say anything bad about AEW. I don't know. One week, uh, last week I was uh, a Triple H uh, dick rider. This week I was a Tony Khan dick rider. I mean, how do I ride two dicks? I don't understand that. You know? Yeah. Not not going there. I don't know. I don't want to go there either. I'm just, I'm just giving you guys, uh, I'm just giving you guys what they tell me. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Called DP, man. I listen, man. I don't get it. The IWC is full of uh, fucking confused individuals. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get into the rest of the show, man. And uh, we'll talk about the MJF situation, what happened at the end of that match with uh, Sammy Guevara and the bromance between MJF and Sammy Guevara. Again, not a lot uh, happened on the show tonight. And, and like you said, Jesse, I do, I do, uh, I do agree with you, man. The, the special shine of AEW is uh, not there. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what seems to be missing, but it just feels like, you know, it, it just feels like they're middle of the road shows. Oh, I was thinking literally the exact same term, man. Uh, middle, middle of the road shows, man. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Right there. It, 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 they're just there when they could easily be so much better, so much better. Yeah, they're just there. I mean, it. I mean, maybe shame on me for just having a a, um, a higher expectation for AEW because I've come accustomed to it and I know they're capable of it. So when it's not it, I kind of point it out. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not like I'm I'm losing faith, but it's it's it is very middle of the road. It's very safe, very safe right now. Yeah, you know, you know what they're missing? They're missing that one long-term storyline that just generates interest from week to week to week television. And I'm not talking about what we got right now because the four-pillar storyline is fine. You know, coming out of Revolution and going into Double or Nothing, this is a great in-between, you know, feud to get to the next pay-per-view and then MJF is going to the, win the match and retain the title and then move on to something else. You know, it, it's great for the three months that we have a build. But it's not a long-term angle like we've seen with the Bloodline story. And I feel like AEW needs their Bloodline story, whatever the fuck that is. The the Pillar storyline is fine. The Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite is fine. Those two storylines are right now anchoring AEW television, but it's not setting the world on fire. And Double or Nothing is going to be a great pay-per-view no matter how you shake it. But it, it just feels like everything is... I don't want to say flat, but everything yeah. else, everything else around those two things is like you know, I, I care, but at the same time, I don't. Yeah, the so chat's making a good point, sorta. They they saying the NBA playoffs could be affecting what we're getting, and the the NBA playoffs 
with Warner is definitely the equivalent of like WWE trying to book Raw during the Monday Night Football yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. But, but at the same time, while Warner Network has so many extra sports fans viewing playoff basketball, they are now also consuming all of those AEW ads, all of those AEW commercials that run on TNT and TBS during the playoffs. Yep. Those are big, big, big viewers and a lot of eyes seeing AEW. So it's not a good time to take this time off from creative. No. You know, and that's what these promoters do. That's what Vince McMahon used to do. Uh, Triple H did it. Uh, how much of that was Triple H and uh, how much of that was Vince McMahon, that remains to be seen. But a lot of the years we watch Monday Night Raw and consume Monday Night Raw, bro, when when, when Monday Night Football was real, really gearing up, you know, into week two, three, four, five, and we just got later into the season – you know, the, the care on the writers and the care on WWE staff to put on a good show, it, it was basically, you know, if you missed a week, bro, you didn't miss anything. You, you, could yeah. miss, you could miss four or five weeks and not miss anything. That, that's how unimportant those shows were. And they made them that way. And I, you know, I, I don't really take Tony Khan to be that type of guy because he's always going to put something meaningful on television. And he put something meaningful on television tonight, obviously, with the debut of Roderick Strong and the announcement of the Owen Hart Cup, which I'll get into in a second. But, yeah, I mean... Is he is he giving us, you know, dynamite shows? No, he's not. And I do feel like uh, whoever said that in the chat is correct. Like, he's not going all in because he knows that the majority of the interest right now is in the NBA. Yeah, could be. Uh, the other big uh, announcement tonight, or the other big thing that happened tonight on the show was Tony Khan uh, in a uh, very well done pre-taped segment because uh, when it's live, Tony, Tony doesn't know when to end it. So they were like, bro, you got this, this, this. Say what you need to, and we'll cut it and edit it and really make it look nice. Standing in front of a green screen, and he announced tonight that the Owen Hart Cup tournament is coming back to AEW telev- uh, television, and the opening ceremonies for this year's tournament will take place on May 28th at Double or Nothing. Tony Khan then said the tournament matches will take place all across Canada when AEW has their Canadian tour that leads into the Forbidden Door in Toronto in June, Khan also said that there will be matches at the Forbidden Door that includes New Japan talent, and he said the finals will take place in Calgary, Alberta, Canada on July 15th, which right now is a Saturday, and that is looking to be an AEW collision taping live. So I like this. I'm glad that this tournament's back. Uh, last year, as you guys know, Britt Baker and Adam Cole won the inaugural tournament from the, for the men and the women. And uh, I'm excited about this, bro. I don't know uh, who's going to be a part of it. Obviously, uh, we will find out soon. But this is a great thing for AEW. And the fact that there will be New Japan talent in this thing has got me really excited. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, 
talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Yeah. The, the, it's always um, good to hear Owen brought up and put in uh you know, in the spotlight. So, um, and, and I don't want to lose focus on what this is about. It's about, you know, um, again, bringing focus to Owen Hart and his legacy. And I think everyone in this tournament are going to do just that. So yeah. I'm expecting a fantastic tournament here. Yeah. Should be great. Last year's tournament was really good. Uh, and uh, I, I hope Tony Khan has, you know, seen what he did in last year's tournament and builds upon that and gives us an even better tournament this year. So uh, very excited about that. As you guys know, I love tournaments and uh, we got the King of the Ring canceled. So we got the Owen Hart Cup to look forward to this year. And uh, maybe this year there will be some there will be some sort of uh, prize more than just a trophy or a title belt for the winner of the men and women's Owen Cup. Maybe we get a title match at some point. Maybe we get something uh, uh, that works onto television per storyline. We'll see what happens there. But Tony Khan did announce that, and I'm very excited about the Owen Hart Cup coming back. I want to thank you guys for joining us on the podcast tonight. We have a lot to get into, man. And uh, this is your AW Dynamite review for April 26th, 2023. Obviously, I'm JD from New York. Uh, Shy town Smart. You guys can follow us on social media. Make sure you guys go do that. JD from NY206 on Twitter. You guys can follow Jesse, Shy town Smart on Twitter. Tomorrow, man, we got a live stream that is going to be pretty big, man. We're going to talk about, as I got all the documents, man, I'm not going to read all 50 pages or so, but WWE, Vince McMahon sued again and... It's not a good. It's not a good look, Jesse. I don't. I don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if you caught wind of what was going on, man. Bianca Belair was mentioned. Apollo Cruz was mentioned. Mansoor, um, Aaliyah was mentioned. A couple of superstars in there mentioned, man. We got a couple of uh, a people. A couple of people, some of which are Vince McMahon's uh, cronies. Kind of uh, ousted in this thing, man. This is a terrible fucking look for them. But what do you think of all that today? I didn't absorb it all. Um, I saw Mansoor brought up. I saw these names, these names of current employees being brought up. Who exactly is filing this lawsuit? Uh, I don't know exactly. Um, a former creative writer, I believe. Oh, okay. And some office like, staff. From what it sounds like, from these names being mentioned. These people may be called to testify in this lawsuit. Yeah. These are active employees. Yeah. Okay. And there, you know, there are reporters or uh, I should say journalists in the community that uh, have uh, publicly stated they will not be talking about this on any public setting. Fuck them. I will. And I'll tell you exactly what's going on, man. So that's tomorrow. Now, legally, legally, WWE cannot punish someone for being subpoenaed and testifying. No. Legally. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, good thing Apollo Cruz is in NXT, bro. Yep. Good thing. 
They don't worry about that show down there. I don't even think they they, they know that show exists. So he's uh, got a nice little nest with Shawn Michaels down there, man. Because if uh, Apollo Crews is on the main roster, forget about it. Buried. So we'll talk about that. And uh, it's going to be a big show. Tomorrow afternoon, 5 p.m., we'll also talk about uh, the meeting between Chris Jericho and CM Punk. Details were leaked about that meeting. And we have uh, a bunch of other news that we'll talk about on tomorrow's show. Make sure you follow me on social media. Like I said, Jesse as well. Uh, Go check out all the other content on the channel. Hit that thumbs up. We got 426 likes on the stream right now. We need at least double that, man. We got almost 1,800 people in here. Let's try for at least 800 right now. And then we'll work our way to 1,000. Super Chats are open. You guys can be as cool as Raging Girl Gamer who donated $500. At the start of the stream, unbelievable. We love Rage very much. Actually, it was only four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Still, she drinks on me tonight. Unbelievable. Thank you, Rage. So get those super chats in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Kitty cocktail. Yeah. Like what? Who? Kitty cocktail. What the fuck is that? It's a non-alcoholic drink. Oh, well, you just could have said non-alcoholic drink. They're uh, called Kitty Cock. Okay. Kitty Cock. A mocktail, bro. Get with the program. Okay, maybe that's a New York thing. But you never had a mocktail kitty before? Cocktail. Kitty Cocktail. I actually had a Kitty Cocktail a few days ago. What is that? What does that consist of? A Shirley Temple? Basically, yeah. They just make an alcoholic drink sans the alcohol. That's ah, okay. And then memberships are open. Get them on in, you guys. Uh, Want to be a part of the VIP club right here on Off the Scripts? Hit that join button and become a channel member right here on the podcast. You guys get emotes, badges, exclusive early access to videos when available, members-only chats. You guys got it all there by hitting that join button. I appreciate you guys very, very much. Let's start at the top here, Jesse. We're going to talk Orange Cassidy and the returning Bandito. This one's for the AEW International Championship. Good to see Bandito back on television. Uh, I don't know where he really is, if he's an AEW roster member or if he's a Ring of Honor roster member. But regardless, Bandito is fantastic at what he does. And Orange Cassidy has defended the International Championship uh, several, several times. I believe this was his 19th defense, if I'm not mistaken. And he retains the title in what I thought was a very good match with Bandito, bro. How are you feeling about Orange Cassidy, man? The, the more uh, he defends that title, man, the more prestigious it, uh, it becomes. It definitely is, and we've talked about this several times, the international championship is more like AEW's intercontinental championship. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 in, I'm enjoying what, um, what Orange is doing. I mean, at least as far as the in-ring work. I mean, but... I mean, I don't know. As far as Bandito, okay, we get we get Bandito, we get Vikingo, we get Roosh. I mean, we get, I mean, it's Tralistico. Trali- I mean, get, Commander. No, all of these great wrestlers coming on and putting on great matches with no story. None. No story. Zero. If there's one thing I could change about Orange Cassidy's reign, it would be I would love to see the title defended with some sort of story around it instead of it being these random matches every fucking week. That's what I would like to see. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's great matches uh, and, and a great title defense, but 
What does it really mean at the end of the day if there's no story around it? Nothing. 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 That's why I would have uh, built something with Orange Cassidy in the House of Black with Buddy Matthews, man. I thought that was the right time to do it. Who knows? It's just, uh... Who knows? Who's next? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, who are they going to bring in next to bring in and do a banger match on TV and then be gone, no storyline? It... Yeah, where does Bandito go from here? Yeah, man. You're going to bring him in and present him to us? Cool. Awesome. He's a great wrestler. Give us a story with him, you know? Well, he was uh, he, he was on the show more than once tonight, so I don't know what they're doing with him, but they certainly got some sort of plan for him. Uh, and, and we'll get to that in a second, but this was a great match. You know, Orange Cassidy... You know, goes out there, has a great match more times than not. He shuts a lot of people up, and it's a great thing to see. So we got these two guys going kind of lucha to start the match. Cassidy did some lucha, and he did uh, one of his uh, cartwheels, but it was kind of half-assed because he's Orange Cassidy. And that led to a stalemate with Mr. Bandito. Bandito did his uh, guns, his fingers, pointing uh, his guns at Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy took his guns and holstered them in his pockets. So that was the uh, mind games there by Orange Cassidy. He fake-dived, opted to pose in front of Bandito, so mind games continued early on here. Cassidy fired off a series of moves. He did a bunch of shit with his hands in his pockets. Bandito caught a dive and dropped Cassidy on the barricade. Bandito then hit a spine buster, then applied a stretch muffler to Orange Cassidy, who got free, and then he was sent to the floor and wiped out by Bandito, who did a tope over the top. So Bandito was in control, and count, uh, Orange Cassidy countered a delayed vertical suplex into a stun dog millionaire. Uh, Excalibur on commentary said that Bandito was in Mexico for weeks preparing for this match and learning all the moves of Orange Cassidy so that he could develop counters for them. I appreciate the effort to tell me a story there, Excalibur, but I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. But good try. Bandito delivered a, a very nice-looking one-arm suplex from the apron back into the ring, and he dropped Cassidy with a pop-up, pop-up cutter. Cassidy then avoided his X marks the spot and tried to cross body off the top, but was caught and pressed in the air, one-handed by Bandito. Physically impressive is Bandito. Then he went up top and did an Eddie Guerrero with the whole Eddie Shimmer as well, Jesse, oh, off Cole the top row. Shavo, where is Shavo, bro? I'd love to see him get pissed at this. Is he pissed? Well, I thought it was Conan to get pissed. No, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shavo was uh, on social media the other day saying that he's tired of people prostituting off of Eddie Guerrero's name and likeness. Oh, okay. Oh, no, it was... It was it he was... talked about Rey Mysterio, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it was Conan that said you can't do it if you're not Mexican. Oh, uh, him too, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, okay. he blasted Takeshi for doing it. There we go. Okay. People, they get really offended, man. So offended. I don't know why. But but, but 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 Bandito's Mexican, so I think he'll pass Bandito. Okay, yeah, he can do it. It's okay. He's Mexican. But Takeshi can't do it because he's Japanese, he, bro. He can't do it. Dude, they are keeping Eddie's legacy alive. Eddie Guerrero is more over now than most of the people on a lot of these rosters right now. Bro, did you hear that pop when Dominic, uh, not Dominic, when uh, when uh, Rey Mysterio came out with uh, Eddie Guerrero's uh, theme for at least 10 seconds? Lied, cheat, and steal at WrestleMania. You see the pop when that fucking music hit? Very much so. Unbelievable. People love and miss Eddie Guerrero, so why is it a problem? 
Cause I mean, like I, I've always said, man, these these ex stars they they like saying things to get themselves in the news and in in the eye of the IWC. And then and then the and then Shava wants to be smart or think he's smart. He's like, I, I trolled you all. I worked you all. I'm like, no, you didn't, bitch. You you got blasted on social media and then had to fucking come up with some way to retract the stupidity that you said. You didn't fucking work anybody, man. Of all people, he targets Rey Mysterio. Meanwhile, Rey Mysterio was on the Logan Paul podcast and fucking expressed his love for Eddie Guerrero and what Eddie Guerrero meant to him and his career. I mean, I don't I don't believe how stupid these people are. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> that whole that whole family is just fucking a little loopy, bro. I don't know. But um Frog Splash by Bandito for two. Bandito countered the mouse trap, the uh, intricate pinning combination by Orange Cassidy. Cassidy responded with a counter to the pop-up cutter with an orange punch in midair. Beach break followed, and Cassidy got the one, two, three. Post-match, Bandito handed the international title to Cassidy in a sign of respect. And then Orange Cassidy put his sunglasses on Bandito, which never fit because he wears a mask over his face. And then they posed for the crowd. Good match. No story, but good match and good open. That's all it was. Pretty much. Pretty much. You were, good, you were never going to get anything out of this except a good wrestling match. That's yeah. it. That's it. No. That's all it was. Don't know, else what, don't know what else you guys want us to say about it. There's no story. Renee Paquette was backstage with Adam Cole right after this match, who said tonight... He will call out Chris Jericho, and if Jericho doesn't come out, he will find him. And then all of a sudden, Orange Cassidy walks through the curtain and through uh, Gorilla, and Orange Cassidy and Bandito walked in and asked Renee what they were talking about, and she told him that uh, she was talking about uh, Adam Cole and Chris Jericho's conflict last week, and he said, oh, because he thought he was being interviewed, and he didn't (laughs) give a shit. And then Bandito, with the glasses on, followed Orange Cassidy and said, oh, so now we got Bandito and Orange Cassidy as a duo here, at least for the time being. There we go. I guess that's uh, a way to get Bandito back on television. Not the worst, not the worst, but we'll see what happens. Renee, she was a busy woman tonight. She was backstage after this with Darby Allen and Jungle Boy as Darby Allen was there asking for this time with Jungle Boy as he wants to squash whatever bad blood there is between them. Allen said if he had known MJF would get involved last week, he would have been at ringside and not in the rafters. Allen said MJF will probably do it again tonight, so he asked Jungle Boy to be out there and have his back. Jungle Boy said it would have been nice if it was him and Allen who said he would have beaten Jungle Boy again if it was. Both men smirked and shook hands and realized that they would never be on the same page as friends, but they at least respect each other. As Allen left and said, I have to prepare for Sammy and this pillar tournament final. So it looks like we're getting uh, some sort of reluctant alliance here between Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, which I like because they'll both end up in the main event, the AW world title, and there are no friends at that point. So it's good stuff. Absolutely. Jesse's favorite part of the night. We got Dax Harwood. Versus J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E. Spell it out, Jesse. I don't know how to spell the rest of it. Bro, I'm trying to not turn my camera off. Jeff Jarrett. 
who is the man behind AEW's live event schedule and touring, right? He is part of the management in this company. And meanwhile, finds himself on television more than Keith Lee, Miro, Swerve, and countless others, man. He's there every single week, man. Satnam Singer's out there. Sanjay Dutt is out there. Jay Lethal's out there. We love Jay Lethal. More Jay Lethal. But... I, I don't I don't understand what this storyline is, bro. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing this because they're, they're, they want to enlist Mark Briscoe? Are they doing this to protect Mark Briscoe? They, they feel like they both have a case to protect Mark Briscoe? I don't get it. <laughs> Who cares? You don't get it. The fuck does Mark Briscoe need protection from anybody, bro? The guy's a fucking savage. Oh, man, why? Just uh, I'm genuinely stumped at why anybody would care about this. If, I okay, I would get it. I'm trying to find a scenario where, like, I would get this Jeff Jarrett shit. I would get it if this was the debut of AEW, and they wanted to bring in guys with big names in the industry, and they brought in Jeff Jarrett to help to get the, you know, organization off the ground and into the next... Why is he here right now? I don't know. Why is he? It's not like you don't have talent, younger talent. It's not like Jeff Jarrett is this big, mega, super household fucking name where we got to get him on TV to draw in ratings. You don't need him for ratings. You don't need him for in-ring talent. You don't need him for tag team. Why is he here? I don't know, man. When he comes out, man, and his theme music hits, the, it gets the it gets a decent reaction. I, people must love him. I don't know. Why is he here? Why is I I, gen, I genuinely want to know. I, I, why is Jeff Jarrett on TV uh, as, as you know the type of performer he is as a part of the management in AEW? Why is he on TV more than a Swerve Strickland I, or, or or anybody for that matter? Buddy Matthews, where's the House of Black? We didn't see Where we didn't is the see House, House of Black, Black on this show? We saw Jeff Jarrett. Why don't we see Malachi on television, but we see Jeff Jarrett and fucking Satnam Singh? I don't understand it. Uh, now, the match itself, you know, the match itself was fine. It's not something that's going to tear the house down or light the world on fire. There were a couple of people, a couple of people that I actually enjoy talking wrestling with uh, a lot on, on Twitter that were very much looking forward to this match. I, I, could, I, could, I, I could see why. You know, you Jared's a very... Talking to them. Stop talking to them. You just stop talking to them, man. I don't know who it was, so I'm blindly saying this. They don't know a goddamn thing. Quit talking to them. Jeff Jarrett's not a bad wrestler. Dax Harwood's a very good wrestler. It was a good match. I just don't know why anybody would care about this. So, Jarrett, he came out, and referees automatically sent Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh to the back as this was going to be a one-on-one contest. Now, did it stay a one-on-one contest? The answer is no. It never does. So, Jarrett's in there. They had a nice little back and forth. Jarrett was throwing some right hands, and Hardwood was on the defense. Jarrett fought out of a superplex after some chops by Hardwood. And Jarrett sent Harwood into the buckle chest first like Bret Hart. 
used to go into the buckle. Jarrett dropped uh, a leg on hardwood in the ropes, and he does his uh, Ric Flair strut. Both men trading shots in the middle of the ring. Jarrett tried for a figure four. Harwood tried for a sharpshooter. Both fought free, and Harwood then connected with a top rope headbutt for a two count. Some counters back and forth, which led to Harwood uh, driving Jarrett into the mat with a pile driver that spiked him for a near fall. Jarrett then rolled to the outside. Harwood then uh, rolled out there with him. Jarrett avoided a top rope leg drop back in the ring. He catapulted Harwood into the corner. Harwood counted a figure four into an inside cradle for a very close two count. Harwood then tried a suplex to Jarrett inside from the apron. And all of a sudden, Sanjay Dutt appeared from what looked to be underneath the ring. I don't know how he got there or where he came from, for that matter. Uh, He hooked the leg from the outside from the referee's vantage point, and Harwood kicked out. The chase then happened on the outside with Sanjay running away and Dax basically uh, running at uh, very minimal speed because Dax is not the most uh, agile individual running after Sanjay Dutt. He runs into the ring, bro, like a fucking complete geek, and he gets uh, he walks right into Jarrett's finish, which is called the stroke, for a one, two, three. So imagine, bro, Dax, an accomplished fucking professional, a tag team champion. Yeah, basically. He, he's chasing Sanjay Dutt in the ring, bro. He's chasing him, chasing him, chasing him. Sanjay gets in the ring, and uh, Dax chases him back into the ring, and he walks right into a skull-crushing finale for uh, the one, two, three to give Jeff Jarrett the victory. I, I mean, what, what, TK, what the fuck are we doing here, bro? One half of the AW Tag Team Champions, Jesse, loses via nefarious bullshit to Jeff Jarrett, who then held up the title as if he is... is indicating that he is going to win the tag team titles with Jay Lethal. I got people. So I saw people on my Twitter saying that, um, well, it's not so bad because it helps boost the tag division. They need, they need to have opponents for FTR. You mean to tell me that AEW can't find opponents for FTR outside of any team that includes Jeff Jarrett. That's what they're telling me. They don't have any other tag teams in AEW. I don't know, man. Listen, the Acclaimed, they were the tag team champions. One of the very few tag teams that the Acclaimed feuded with, Jesse, outside the Guns and Swerve and Keith Lee, right, were Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Now, Jarrett and Jay Lethal are feuding with FTR for another opportunity at those same tag team titles. This tag team division, I will say this right now, bro, and I don't believe I'm actually going to say this. And I love FTR dearly. I love Dax. I love Cash. They are easily, easily top two in the world. I don't believe that the AEW tag team division is worse than the WWE tag team division. I really don't believe it. That's where we are right now. That's where we are with AEW's tag team division right now. They have a worse, they have a worse tag team division than WWE. Where the fuck are the tag teams? I don't know. Right about now, I'm enjoying watching the Usos and Sammy and KO. So I guess they do. I mean, holy shit. Look at look at the 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 
deterioration of the tag team division from year one to where we are now. You gave, you signed FTR to four-year deals to give them the tag team championships, to make them the face of the tag team division, and this is the team that you start them off with? Now, listen, I, I understand that Jeff Jarrett's father passed away this year, and Tony Khan loves... You know, or loved uh, Jerry Jarrett dearly and, and this and that. But I mean, if you're going to let your feelings get in the way to book Jeff Jarrett on TV because of the importance his father had to the industry, and that's the only reason why he's here doing this. I mean, that's that's terrible because I can't figure out another fucking reason why this man is challenging for the tag team championships twice, bro, in the same year when you have an entire fucking company. How many people does this place employ? This is the one tag team that you got. That's all you got. That's the best. That's the best you have to offer us. That's it, right there. I mean, we go into double or nothing. This is your tag team title match. Please tell me that's not the fucking case, because we're severely running out of time. You bypass the tag team division to build a trios division. And put the kibosh on the tag team division because everybody's now in a fucking trio. And you still don't even feature the trio's champions right now, which are three accomplished professional wrestlers in Malachi, Brody, and Buddy Matthews. Where the fuck are they? Tag team division is suffering. The trio's championships are off television with the House of Black missing for weeks now. What the fuck are we doing? The Butcher and Blade was in the main event. They were. Why aren't they being booked to be dominant in the tag division? I don't know. Butcher and Blade are awesome. You don't need mega star teams. You make them stars. And Butcher and Blade have the talent to be stars if you push them the right way. And that's just that's just an example. There are plenty of teams in this company that could be tag team stars. If you just take the time to build them up correctly. You know, this tag team division is so bad that they got Dustin Rhodes in a tag team with Keith Lee. Why aren't they on television? Why isn't Keith Lee and Swerve on television, bro? I don't understand this now that I mentioned that. Don't they have a match coming up at double or nothing potentially? Where the fuck are they? Oh, but JD, he's, a, he's, a, he's so much of Tony Khan's ass. He rides his cock. He never complained about it. He never complained. I don't know, man. I got multiple complaints in this one fucking segment thanks to this one match tonight. Nope. All, all, this, all these guys do is complain. Like, okay, so which is it? I don't... I don't know. Are you guys happy with the tag team division? Because I know I'm not. Tag division. TNT title. Fucking Jesus Christ. Don't get me started on Jade Cargill on that TBS title. Holy shit. Looks like it looked like she was moving in fucking quicksand tonight. I mean, just what are we Everything doing? Everything is here? just so fucking choreographed. <sighs> I see better fucking wrestling from the rookies on NXT. We'll get to that in a second. So Jarrett beats Harwood. I don't know. It's very, very, very dumbfounded by some of these decisions, to be honest with you. Tony Khan was backstage. He announced the Owen Hart Cup. We talked about that. Really no other announcement, but uh, tournament will be taking place in Las Vegas. Ceremonies will start at double or nothing. 
They will continue into Forbidden Door where New Japan Talent will be a part of the tournament. Finals will be taking place on July 15th, which right now is a rumored AEW collision taping in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So that is that. Wardlow. How the mighty have fallen here. Wardlow, now with Arn Anderson, officially. This is a a, a thing, a a legit pairing, once again. He defeated an unnamed opponent in seconds. Powerbomb Symphony. One, two, three. So, Jesse, we we are now going back to Wardlow holding the TNT title again for a third time. And now we're here on Dynamite. Wardlow squashing jobbers, local jobbers. They make it so hard, so hard to to get invested in like Wardlow. They make it so hard. I don't know. I don't know why this was necessary. Like, do I need to see Wardlow squash somebody to know how dominant Wardlow could be? What did you tell me tonight, Jesse? After t- after Will Hobbs won the TNT title, what was his first match? A squash match, right? Yes, he won a TNT title. And then the next week, he got a squash match. Then after that, he fucking lost the title. Now, here we go. Wardlow won the title. Next week, he got a jobber match. It would not shock me at all if Wardlow lost that fucking title next week. It wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked about Well, I, I mean, they aren't really doing themselves any favors if his first opponent after he beat Will Hobbs is fucking Luchasaurus with a brand new gimmick and a mask. Yep. I mean, what are we doing here? Oh, but it's a TV title, man. It's supposed to change hands. I'm not interested in that. The title has no value if there's like 16 fucking people holding the title within a three-month period. I don't like that. That shit worked back then. It doesn't work now. Give All me a break. stuff collectively is why I wasn't high on this show. I mean, I mean... Look at uh, Edwin. Look at I'm sorry, Jesse. I don't want to cut you off. Edwin Tavares in the chat. Damn, you guys are nitpicking tonight. Jesus. What exactly are we nitpicking here, Edwin? I mean, are you okay with the tag team division? Because if you have something else to bring to the table that we're clearly missing, I'd love to hear your POV, bro. Where's the tag team division? Just like everything. Just like it. Are we wrong? Or, or are we what, right? Because I don't see, I'm hardly ever wrong here. We call it as we see it. Hey, Edwin, imagine going to your, your favorite restaurant, whatever it is, wherever you like to go eat. And then you, ex- and you order something and then you expect it and then your order comes back messed up. So you grab the waitress or the manager or whoever and say, hey, my order is messed up. And then they turn to you and say, well, why the fuck are you nitpicking? Yeah. Why are you nitpicking? Just shut up and eat it. Oh, I don't know. You never watch a baseball game. One of your favorite fucking uh, one, one your your favorite team, right? Say say your uh, your team is winning by one run, one nothing, complete fucking shutout. Manager pulls the pitcher to put in a fucking relief pitcher after this guy's been dominant. He's got 90 pitches total for the entire game going into the ninth inning. He takes him out, and then the closer blows the fucking game. You're not going to nitpick on the manager. Why did he pull the fucking starter when we could have had a one nothing win? Now we lost 2-1. You don't complain about anything, Edwin, huh? You don't complain about sports that you watch on TV like we're complaining about AEW tonight, huh? No, he just shuts up and, and likes it. I enjoyed that. 
Your team lost. Not everything, but Jesus, it was it was a decent show tonight. No shit, it was a decent show, but it wasn't great. So let us fill in the gaps for you and tell you why it wasn't great and how it could have been better. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. One week we complain. One week we're shills. One week we're this. Which is it? I wear one hat every fucking week. I don't wear multiple hats here. You want positivity about AEW? Go watch somebody else. There are a bunch of shills in the community that I'm sure will fit right up your alley. Fucking get him out of here. Fucking ridiculous. Probably came over from Reddit while you're complaining. Go to cage match and fucking dwell with the rest of the geeks. Ridiculous. One minute Wardlow wins. So, we get this guy, Arn Anderson, on the microphone. He didn't even uh, say much because Christian Cage came out and basically interrupted him. He said, Jesus Christ, young man, go get into an ice bath and drink a 12-pack. He said everyone was asking about why they were together calling themselves Beauty and the Beast. He says he's been in the business for 40 years and walking the halls of AEW events for the last three years, and he's gotten to know who is who in the locker room. He said it's ironic that tomorrow is the draft. Now, I thought he was talking about the WWE. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Draft. And he's like, the NFL draft. The NFL draft. Same. And and teams are looking to take young talents and turn them into franchise players. He said Wardlow is AEW's... (laughs) I can't even say it, bro. He He says Wardlow is AEW's dynasty, bro. <laughs> that might have been the case a year ago, man. But in 2023, he's a dynasty. He's AEW's dynasty, man. Oh my god! I don't believe it, man. He said sometimes Wardlow is gonna have to reach in with a finger and pull a guy's eye out or bite his thumb off. He said sometimes you'll have to to have to hit someone with a chair. And then he was interrupted by Christian Cage, who walked out with Luchasaurus, stared at them from ringside, and nothing happened. No words exchanged, just looking at each other. Anderson and Wardlow stared back, and that was basically it. Wow, man, I'm I'm intrigued by this, man. Wardlow was on a path to be a pillar at one point. I mean, he was that he was that important to the core of what we were getting on TV with AEW, and now, bro, we were talking about Wardlow winning the fucking title, booking his future, coming out of that MJF feud, bro. I can't, I can't talk about that right now because he's nowhere even close to that. No. And, and listen, we love Wardlow. We think Wardlow is great, but Wardlow. And, and, and I hope to God that he, he doesn't take this the wrong way. You know, we, we, what we do here is to entertain people, and I'm a little over the top sometimes. It, it's all creative, and, and we know that. It, it's all creative. It, it's all TK. The, the creative for the TNT title and, and the creative for Wardlow has been dog shit. And I guarantee you, if I got him in a closed room, he'd probably tell me the same fucking thing. If I asked him, bro, how do you feel about your creative? It's dog shit. It's trash. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with Wardlow as a wrestler. As a person, as as an entertainer, he's he's 
fantastic at what he does. You give him, you give him something to, to, to do, to go out there and do in a match or in a promo or in a segment, he'll kill it. But what you're giving him is fucking stupid, terrible. It's counterproductive. It's just like you don't care about him. No. Now, I don't know, Edwin, how we feel about Wardlow, Edwin. Are we being too sensitive, Edwin? Fuck out of here. Oh, where is he? He's benched. There you go. That's why. Thank you. They're waiting. For, I'm telling you, bro. They're waiting. Wardlow, Wardlow says that's the match everybody wants to see, man. Wardlow versus Goldberg. I guarantee you they probably said, yeah, TK's probably thinking, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll build, we'll build uh, Wardlow back up. He'll be in that match with Bill Goldberg, and he'll be, he'll be just as big as he was before. I have complete faith that they'll book Goldberg to beat Wardlow. Complete faith. Well, I don't know about that, man. Okay. I think we'll be calling for, for fucking Goldberg's head after that, after that point. You mean after he buried Kevin Owens or the Fiend? A- a- and Bray Wyatt, yeah. Or in Bray, I mean, co- I mean, come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we got another two hours of television, man. Tony Khan's going to book collision too, man. Holy shit. Uh, can we get, uh, maybe Tony Khan should sign a writing team instead of signing free agents. That would have been more exciting. I would have popped for that myself. AEW signs Ryan Ward. Yeah, really? He's fucking, thank you. Jesus Christ. Renee, she was backstage with Sammy Guevara. MJF interrupted. And MJF told Guevara that this is his big moment. He kissed Sammy Guevara right on the forehead. This bromance was getting a little cringe, to be quite honest with you. Guevara kissed his forehead right back and said, it's their night. MJF said people are saying that he's some sort of gutless coward who pushed Tony Khan to make it a one-on-one match instead of a four-way. Guevara said some are saying him accepting MJF's money is hurting the integrity of the sport, but he doesn't care. He shared a laugh with MJF. Guevara said he'll kick Darby's ass later. He then presented MJF with a Spanish God vest as a gift, and MJF got him a Burberry scarf as a gift in return. They hugged. And smiled cheek to cheek. I think it's bromance, bro. They bought each other blue check marks on Twitter as well. They had a little, yeah, they, they, they had a little cat date as well, FaceTime, bro. That that was the most entertaining part of this whole little thing they get going on. Yeah, they bought each other's check marks. Yeah, they didn't want to give uh, money to Elon. By the way, Elon is giving out free check marks to major celebrities. You see that shit? There you go. People are refusing to pay that bullshit fucking fee for the check mark, so he's giving it to them because he wants them to stay checkmarked. I don't know. Elon could do what he wants, bro. He's the boss. It's true. Backstage, we got RJ City hyping up Kenny Omega and Takeshita tagging up in the main event. John Moxley uh, enters the frame and hits him in the head with a microphone. He was joined by Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. And Mox says they have some scars to leave tonight. So an unprovoked attack here, man. The commentators are be like, oh, yeah. RJ City was attacked. Oh, I don't believe it. No, no, no consequences. It's just random people getting attacked, bro, with no consequences. No fines, no, no, uh, no officials, no nothing. They just run around doing what they want. RJ City. Does anybody know who RJ City is or care who RJ City is? I know I don't. I I, the, I I watched the first RJ City uh, episode on YouTube with uh, with Brian Danielson. 
It's actually very entertaining. Okay, there you go. You ever seen you ever seen um um these two ferns or between these two ferns with Zach Galifianakis? No. Okay. If you knew what that was, um it's done in the same vein. It's kind of comical actually. Sammy Guevara. Darby Allen, this was the finals of the uh, Four Pillars Tournament. So, basically what you would expect between these two guys. I mean, uh, Darby's just great. Sammy's just fucking great. You knew it was going to be a great match. Uh, This was uh, for the main event of Double or Nothing. Winner of this challenges MJF for the uh, Triple B, the AW World Championship. MJF was on commentary. Came out with a big jar of pickles and then started offering pickles to everybody. And and Taz was like, no, no, I I can't do the salt. I can't do the salt. And then he goes over to Taz and presents him pickles. He's like, all right, all right. You got a fork, bro. A fork. He doesn't eat pickles without a fork. He couldn't dip his hand into the jar. I'd like me a good kosher pickle, bro. Eh, I eat pickles. I mean, I... I like the, I don't know, I like the famous Dave's uh, uh, spicy pickles. I never had a famous Dave's pickle. You've had famous Dave's? They have famous Dave's out there. Uh, I never seen a famous Dave's. Uh, it's a what is chain. it like a, a burger joint? No, it's a chain barbecue place. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, not, yeah. not imagine it. Yeah, I never oh. been to one though. Oh my god, fucking really good barbecue, man. Don't they got pickles on that disgusting looking hot dog you got out there? What is that dog called, bro? The Chicago it's dog. A hot dog. Uh, no, that's not a hot dog. It's called a hot dog. That's not. That's not a hot dog. Oh, I'm sorry. It's called a real hot dog. Yeah. No, no. It's called. It's called slop on a plate, bro. What? What? What do you got on that fucking thing? Pickles and tomato and sauerkraut. What do you they're got called, on it? Mustard vegetables. Sauerkraut. What the fuck? Yeah. There's no it's sauerkraut called, on that thing. It's called vegetables. No, there's no sauerkraut. Shouldn't you be eating vegetables while you're in there lifting three pounds trying to do a chin up? Who? Right. Bro, I don't eat that shit. I've been on a fucking strict diet. Eat a vegetable. I eat vegetables every night. Chicken and vegetables. Rotation of vegetables, bro. Green beans, broccoli, peas. Tomato, onion. Tomato. Sometimes. I don't eat onion. I don't eat onion. There you go. Now put it on your hot dog. I don't eat onion. You don't eat onion. No. Now, I'm one of them, I'm one of them guys that has a, a consistency problem, man. I can't eat onions hot. I'll eat them cold. Okay, I can do that. I'm not a same big thing with tomato. Same, same thing I with like tomato, pressure. bro. I can't eat a hot tomato. I don't like a chunky pasta sauce. I, I'll eat them cold. Though. I'll eat them all day long. You sure, you're Italian. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. You say so. I had that hot dog when I was out there, man. The first time I came to see you and do uh, all in, man. Never again. You didn't like, what? What, onion, I mean, what is you? this shit? What is that called? What is that place called? We went to, or that uh, you told me to go to. You go to Portillo's. Yes, Portillo's. Yeah, there you go. And you get a Chicago style hot dog. Yes. And didn't like it. No. Messed up, man. I don't know what I don't know what I went to go order, but uh, it wasn't that. Well, anyway, I'm not, a fan of, I'm not a fan of grilled onions either. I like fresh onion. Yeah, fresh know. cut, fresh diced. Same onion. thing with same thing with bell peppers, bro. I'll eat them cold. I won't eat them hot. Oh, I'll eat bell peppers on the, any meal. Anyway, uh, so yes, this is not uh, the Food Network. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen. This was a very good match. Very great, actually. Um, you know, MJF posted. <laughs> He posted a tweet that was quickly deleted in like 10 seconds, and I went over it in a little extra today. 
Uh, go check that out. It's on the homepage of my YouTube channel. Thank you for 145,000 subs, by the way. You guys are awesome. Um, he basically said that your bangers don't mean shit. And he called out professional wrestlers who do these fucking death-defying shit, stunts, and all these big moves. Your bangers are not going to pay your medical bills, Jesse, he said. And he's like, get in, get out, get the bag, and basically stay healthy. And this match was everything against what MJF tweeted on Twitter last night. Yeah. What can you say, man? I mean, I don't know why he sent that out. I don't know. I don't know why he deleted it either, but... I don't know. Well, I know why he deleted it, but I also don't know why he deleted it because he didn't really say anything wrong. No. I mean, everything he says and does, we assume is in character, so I don't know why, you know, this is any different. So... So... Sammy and Darby, you know, mostly you guys know what to expect here. Guevara connected with a drop kick, kip up, uh, rope break off of a scorpion death lock, which allowed Guevara to hit a pump knee. Allen flew to the outside. Allen wanted a German suplex off the apron, but Guevara took the ref. Uh, mule kick Allen uh, t- uh, to Darby Allen. And then he connected with a big moonsault to the floor uh, and then posed because of his fine work. Allen was busted open over his eyebrow. Guevara hit a frog splash and then went for the three amigos. I wonder if Conan is going to fucking uh, say something bad about this. Or maybe Chavo, man. This is the second Eddie Guerrero reference on this show tonight. What are we doing? Uh, they get a reason to, to to complain about it and then be in, the, be in the news. They get to be in the news this week. Yep, I'm sure they'll say something. So we got uh, the three amigos. Allen countered on the third suplex, which uh, is a common occurrence for everybody. Uh, right into a scorpion death drop. Uh, Allen tried to dive out to the floor, but Guevara countered with a cutter in midair. Guevara set up a table ringside, but Allen battled back with some chops, setting Guevara up on a table. Uh, I knew this was going to be some crazy shit with his table on the outside. Uh, Tay Mello ran out and distracted Darby Allen, who was about to climb the top rope and put Sammy through the table. This allowed Sammy to the Spanish fly in the ring for a two count. Now, Allen is on the table. And Guevara goes up to the top rope. He's standing on the, not the turnbuckle, but he's standing on the little beam in between the post and the turnbuckle to get more footing and leverage here. And he jumps off and hits a 630 that looked absolutely fucking incredible. This was a picture perfect. Nailed it through the table on Darby. Unbelievable. Sammy is so fucking good. And he drove Darby right through the table. Uh, Darby Allen beat the nine count, or the ten count rather, out of nine. MJF was on commentary, very angry at this. He started marching to the ring. Guevara missed a splash, and Allen hit a shotgun drop kick to Sammy. Uh, Tamello again took the referee. MJF tossed Allen's skateboard to him, so Darby catches it. And Guevara, and again, bro, another Eddie Guerrero ended. Holy shit, we got two Eddie Guerrero fucking sequences in this match. So I'm sure somebody's going to have a field day with this. So basically, it was the uh, Eddie Guerrero fake out here for the ending. MJF tossed Darby's skateboard to him. Sammy pretended like he got hit. Referee Paul Turner saw Darby Allen holding the uh, skateboard and disqualified Darby Allen. No, no, no asking what happened. He didn't really take the baby face out of you. He just fucking rang the bell. D- DQ. So what happened to what happened to if, if if you didn't see it, it didn't happen. Oh, that's not a rule here. Not a rule here. Okay. No, not a rule here. Okay. All right. So uh Paul Turner disqualified Darby Allen, and that was it. That was it. 
So right now they showed a, right after the match though they showed a graphic of Double Nothing's main event. Darby Allen uh, disqualified. It's Sammy Guevara and MJF in the main event for the world title. So they're walking up the ramp and they're all celebrating. Tony Schiavone sits up from commentary. This is why we need a GM. I really do think that if AEW enlisted somebody that fit the GM role, that acted like a William Regal on NXT did, you know, during the black and gold days, that was he was the best GM in the entire industry. You know, played that role great. Really never there until something really needed him. You know, Tony Schiavone gets up and announces that Tony Khan was talking to him in the headset and Jungle Boy was out there with Darby, and they got into a little shoving match and a little argument. So Jungle Boy ran out with a chair and started chasing MJF and Guevara up the ramp. Tony Schiavone announces that the match next week will be a tag team match. It's going to be Darby Allen and Jungle Boy teaming up against MJF and Sammy Guevara. If MJF and Sammy Guevara win, the main event for Double or Nothing stays MJF or Sammy Guevara. If Jungle Boy and Darby Allen win, which they will, it will be a Pillars four-way match at Double or Nothing for the AEW World Championship. So that is what happened there. Uh, Tony Schiavone announcing it, calling MJF a prick was funny. But in, in these instances, bro, you know, we talked about it last week as well. You know, this is where AEW would really do well with a GM or somebody acting as the authority figure on this show, obviously getting orders from Tony Khan. Or you know what? I would have enjoyed Tony Khan coming out here for fucking 15 seconds and announcing this himself. You know, because MJF has mentioned Tony Khan in this several times. So why didn't Tony Khan come out and and mention it himself? So a a little silly on that on that end to have Tony Schiavone do it. But we got where we got. It was uh, announced, and I'm looking forward to it. I think this was all executed very well. I do, too. It should be, I mean, like I said, I am, I, I'm not hating on the ride. I mean, he had to give us something for it, and this is, this is fine. This works. You know, yeah. I want to see what else they give us, but the build so far is pretty good. Yeah, I'm, exci- I, I, I'm interested for it. I'm excited for the four-way. I think it's going to be very good. So we will see what happens next week. Tag team match should be fun. Renee Paquette tried to catch up to MJF and Sammy Guevara, who were screaming, or he was screaming, MJF was screaming, at the injustice from Tony Khan during his AEW world title reign. Uh, MJF said that this is bullshit, and he's looking for ways to basically screw him every any chance he gets. Uh, and no matter where he goes, Triple B will be going with him. MJF was about to get into a fancy limousine, and Guevara tried to jump in with MJF, and MJF said, whoa, 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 Sammy, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? So I'm going to get in the limousine with you. And MJF was like, no, 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 it's full, it's full. And then the, the camera purposely zoomed into the fucking limousine, and there was nobody in there. And MJF got in, and the fucking thing sped off, and Sammy was like, okay, now I realize that this guy's full of shit. So that was, that was hilarious. I thought that was great. Adam Cole. He's out there addressing Chris Jericho for his devious actions last week, dastardly actions against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Hi, Brittany. How you doing, Brett? Everything all right, man? You got a a nice little shiner right there, bro. Can I get you a cold beverage from my mother? You got a drink drink on the menu. That's okay. She's a pro wrestler, man. It happens. I know. I know. But uh, Cole is out there, baby, and 
He wants Jericho out there face-to-face. Cole was about to go find Jericho, uh, who did not come out to address Cole face-to-face, and he appeared on the big screen. Uh, He shouted, shut my music, shut my music. He didn't want fans singing Judas. Jericho says he doesn't want to be anywhere near a coward like Adam Cole, so he's sending his guys out to get him. Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, you guys know. You guys know. Yeah. You know, Daddy Magic's out there. And Jake Hager with his purple hats out there. They hit the ring. They put a beating on Adam Cole when Orange Cassidy and Bandito ran out to help. I don't know what the fuck Orange Cassidy and Bandito have to do with this, but here we are. It's like a Bruce Pritchard fucking run Monday Night Raw. The numbers were still too much. And all of a sudden we hear Killswitch engage the end of heartache playing on the PA I'm like, who is this? What is going on here? All of a sudden, we see Roderick Strong run out, and he cleans house with backbreakers to everybody, and the Jericho Appreciation Society bailed as Strong and Adam Cole reunite and hug in the ring, uniting the former undisputed era, at least two-fourths of them, in AEW. Excellent. Good stuff. They need a... I don't need this. I would like Fishback to make it whole. Bobby Fish. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Where's the lie? I don't see the lie. I don't see the lie. lie. I don't see Fish either. You know, Fish would would potentially be brought back, but, you know, when you are employed by AEW and Tony Khan is paying you and signing the checks, Bobby Fish goes out there and says, while employed under AEW, he says, oh, I would go to war. For Triple H. (laughs) You, at that point, bro, you ain't going nowhere. Tony Khan ain't giving you a fucking chance in hell, bro. He fucking sealed his fed after that one. I go to war for Triple H. I'm sure you would. Did Triple H pick you up? Did Triple H pick you up, Bobby Fish? Yeah, I don't know. You're swimming somewhere up the the Impact stream. Is he even on Impact? I don't even know. Where is he? (laughs) He's got his own podcast. I don't, I don't know if he's still there or what. He's still looking for the lie. He's still looking for the lie, yeah. He'll, 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 he'll bring him back if Adam Cole asked him to bring him back. QTV. QT Marshall is uh, trying to explain to his crew what happened last week when Powerhouse Hobbs stormed in angry at QT, pushed him up against the wall, choking him out. Hobbs demanded QT to fix it. And he tells Hobbs his word is his bond and that they have a plan B. What is the plan B? Do you even care what the plan B is at this point? Yeah, good point. No. Now, Hobbs lost uh, and uh, and that's it. He's still affiliated with QTV. So how uh, how interesting could it be for Will Hobbs? So So what is he blaming QT? He's blaming QT for his loss, yes. Why? I don't know. So, oh no, it's but like this. It's not making Hobbs look stronger. How about that? No, it's not. I mean, it's. I'll just put it that way. I'm not gonna say, oh, it's making him look bad. It's not making him look stronger. He lost the title last week, and now this week he's blaming it on QT and not taking ownership for his own shit. I don't know. Not making him look any better. Will Hobbs is one of those guys that uh, I feel needs to, uh, you know, 
he, he's got to he's got to get rid of this fucking this alliance with QT and Will Hobbs. Like, I don't. Who, how does this make any sense? How does this make Will Hobbs look like a dominating figure? I really don't. It's it's not. It's not. It, it's wow. Hobbs does. I, I don't want to say Hobbs needs to be on his own because he doesn't, but he does need to be taken a little bit more seriously than this. QTV sounds like an NXT gimmick, said someone in the chat. Yes, it does. It looks like, it feels like an NXT gimmick. Don't know why it's on television. I don't know why this is on television either. Jade Cargill, the TBS champion, defends against Taya Valkyrie. Oh. She's going for 56 and 0. <laughs> 55 and 1. Now, the stipulation for this match is, Jesse, that Taya Valkyrie cannot use her Road to Valhalla finishing move, which is basically the Glam Slam, Beth Phoenix's Glam Slam. Can't use it because Jade does the same finishing move, which she calls Jaded. Yeah. So this is the storyline. This is the uh, riveting storyline of Tony Khan for Jade Cargill. Ah, you can't use that finishing move because that's my finishing move. Meanwhile, you both stole it from Beth Phoenix. So Mark Sterling sues Ty Valkyrie and gets a cease and desist or whatever the fucking case is and tells her not to use the move. Otherwise, uh, you're going to lose the match. That's where we are here. Man, this level of storytelling, man, I swear to God, man. Holy shit. How long did it take TK to come up with that one? need to stop complaining so much, man. I know. I mean, geez, bro. Sounds like we're reviewing Monday Night Raw. Can't you just accept it for... But that's why I, but that's why I said, like, this show is like some Vince book. They're like, nah, it's pretty good. Like, what the fuck is he looking at tonight? I don't know. Uh, listen, you know, I, I could sit here and fucking dance around the, you know, Jade Cargill situation with her and this fucking title. This title reign fucking sucks. I'm so sick of this title reign. Like, I, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely tired of seeing that fucking title defended. Yep. Like, what are we doing? Like, genuinely, who's coming in to take this fucking belt off of Jake Cargill? They're waiting for Chris Statlander, bro. Is that what they're waiting for? I believe so. I believe. I and when Statlander believe. wins it, is it going to matter at all? Probably not. Because if she's going to come back and they're going to give it to her right away and not take the time to rebuild her momentum. Man, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. Listen, Ty Valkyrie is a very accomplished pro wrestler. She, she, she knows what she's doing in there. She's a veteran of this thing. You know, she's wrestled everywhere. WWE, Impact, Lucha Underground. She's wrestled everybody and anybody uh, in her career. And yet here she is with Jade Cargill and she tried her damnedest. But man, Jade, I don't know what it is. It's it's almost as if she tries to remember where she has to be, what she has to do, and it just comes off, man. Every time she's in the ring, it just comes off so fucking choreographed and so scripted. It does never look natural out there. You know, th- this is the problem that I have with NXT, man. I was watching NXT last night. Roxanne Perez was in the main event with Tiffany Stratton. And Indy Hartwell, now Indy Hartwell suffered a, a fucking ankle injury, which I, th- I think is legitimate. And they took her to the back. Jack was tweeting about it, and I thought it was all part of the fucking match. It wasn't. She legitimately got hurt, and then she hobbled out and still won the match. 
But man, there was like a three or four minute sequence where Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez were in the ring, man. It looked so fucking choreographed for the three or four minutes. Like, what the fuck am I watching here? That's exactly how Jade Cargill works, man. It's almost as if she doesn't even belong at this stage of the game and she belongs with the fucking recruits in the performance center. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Her, 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 her dancing around and not knowing where she is. She moves slow as shit like she's wrestling in quicksand. I mean, you're in there with Taya Valkyrie. How the fuck are you that bad? Dude, uh, where's, where's Serena Deeb? I don't know. Where's Mercedes Martinez? I think both of them supposedly are hurt. Bro, that was, no. Nobody's hurt for that damn long. No. No, 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 no. Now that's bullshit now. They, they, they've been gone forever, bro. Whatever injury they may have had, there's no way they're still fucking hurt. No way. Well, what does it matter? I mean, Mercedes Martinez versus Jake Cargill is going to be any better than Ty Valkyrie? No, but adding Mercedes Martinez and Serena D back to the women's roster can only improve it. Can only improve it. This is the worst title reign in AEW history. Easy. Easy. I don't know how anybody cares about this. Yeah. Valkyrie tried to go for a finish early. She realized she couldn't. And this allowed Jade Cargill to take control. Cargill tried to uh, do a Shawn Michaels skinning of the cat over the top rope. She didn't make it over the top rope, but she was booted out to the floor. Valkyrie tried to punt kick her from the apron. And her leg was pulled out from underneath her. She did a split, and Cargill uh, knocked her out with a forearm. Cargill was in control, and Valkyrie started to fight back with a blue thunder bomb to Jade. Jade avoided a charging Valkyrie in the corner, set her up in the ropes, and connected with a nice-looking superplex off the top rope. That was easily the best spot from Jade in the match. Cargill followed with a destroyer, which didn't look half bad. Valkyrie avoided Jaded with a double stomp to the midsection. And then she went for the road to Valhalla again out of instinct because it's her finish. If she hits it, she loses. Valkyrie just let Cargill go and stood there not knowing what to do, which looked really fucking stupid, which allowed Cargill to get a roll-up with the... They said she hooked the tights, but it looked like she grabbed the two cheeks instead. Uh, there, was no, there, were, there, were, there were really no tights to hook there. So she grabbed two fucking palms of ass... And they said that she hooked the tights. Any fucking way to get us another match, please save it. Uh, Post-match, after Jade won by hooking the tights, says Excalibur, uh, Valkyrie tried to attack Cargill and her crew and was pulled off and nearly gave Aubrey Edwards the uh, road to Valhalla, uh, but the referees uh, grabbed Aubrey and rescued her, basically, and pulled her out to the ring. And that was the way the, the match ended. This, this was awful. Everything about this was terrible. But it was a decent show, though, right? I mean, outside this, sure. Yeah. Now, this it's, Jade shit's got to go. This title's got to be. I, 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 just like the, what do we say about the tag team titles in WWE, the women's tag team titles, they got to burn them and fucking melt them down and just burn the leather. They, they got to burn this title. Seriously. Basically. Let's get rid of it. It's a waste. This payoff has to come at some point, though. Yeah. They got to do something here, man. I mean, 
it's gonna be so blatantly obvious blatantly obvious when Jade's about to lose that title because right now nothing seems important in any match that she has at all. So it feels like you can tell when you can, you're gonna you're gonna be able to tell when it's about to happen because all of a sudden they'll make it interesting right before it does. Or, or you mentioned Mercedes Martinez. You know, th- there's another Mercedes that could take this this title off of Jade and just end it quick in in two minutes. Give her uh, give her a bank statement and get her the, get her the fuck out of here. And then Mercedes could be the TV, TBS champion. We could have a real fucking champion holding a title. And one could hope, right? And then where does Jade go from there? The performance center. Jay, that's a good point. Where does Jade go? When Nowhere. That damn title, has anyone has anyone legitimately thought of that? If Jade loses the, when Jade loses the title, where does she go? Where does she go? Where's she going after the AW Women's Championship? Like that's going to be any better? She's had this fucking title for how long now? Two years? And since still hasn't they, gotten it right? Since they made it for. Ridiculous. <laughs> Almost like they made that title for Cody over there. No, they didn't make that title for Cody. There's no way he goes for that world title. There's no way. If he doesn't go after Roman, bro, what the fuck are we doing? Well, it's Vince McMahon's decision. I made this title for Cody, pal. You don't want to break it to you, man, but they gotta put a they gotta put a title around this over baby face right now. But they don't want him to beat Roman. Make him a new title. Watch. Nah, I think Seth Rollins wins that title. They, if they're gonna beat Roman, they would have a problem having Seth do it. But Cody, make him a new title. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, what do we got next? We got, uh, Britt Baker. She is backstage with Jamie Hayter. And, uh, camera zoomed in on Baker's black eye. Jamie Hayter was in a sling. Her right arm was in a sling. Baker said the outcasts don't seem to know who they are dealing with. Hayter said it's far from over. And they have now declared war. Really? What have we, what, what have we been watching for three months, bro? Now they declared war. Jesse seems unamused. Nope. She said that it can only end if they send them to the bloody morgue. So it looks like we're getting a tag team match at double or nothing. No DQ, maybe. Maybe a casket match. Maybe they'll set up Brit's dental office and we'll have a, a no DQ match there. Put it on access. I don't know. I don't know. Jamie Hayter's run. Yeah. What are we doing here? They got nobody lined up. What are we doing here, man? I feel like everything is in just a holding pattern, bro. I don't know. They're waiting for something. What the fuck are they waiting for? I don't know. It feels like they had Mercedes lined up when they had that, um, that, that, that special surprise tag team partner thing, and it fell through. But... They just never get back on track to that. I, I I don't know. I don't know. It's going nowhere. It feels like it's going nowhere. Like Jamie Hitter legitimately has no opponent for double or nothing. No. None. And I don't want to see somebody materialize out of thin air and challenge her for the title. I'd rather the tag team match, to be quite honest with you. But that doesn't, that doesn't really bode well for the direction of the women's championship. And she's done a very admirable job with that championship. 
for, I mean, for the opportunities that she's been given, man. Yeah. I mean, her pops have uh, severely gone down. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what to say here, man, but she's the, she's the women's champion, man. I mean, Booker as such. Why is that so hard? I don't know. I again with these with these with these chases for baby faces and these titles. Once they get them, they fall off a cliff. WWE's women's division, both on Raw and SmackDown, are fucking awful. Their divisions are terrible. There's no stories coming out of there. AEW's women's division's awful. There's no stories that are really worth anything coming out of there. Women's division, the the women's wrestling seen in North America for both major promotions. The two top promotions in this, in this country suck. Impact Wrestling just signed Trinity Fought 2, and they are, they are looking at probably the best women's division in the entire North American wrestling scene. And they, someone said to me today, and I really like this statement, Impact is more Ring of Honor than Ring of Honor is. <laughs> yes. It really is. And I joke yeah, on I them a lot. It. I joke on them a lot. I rag on them a lot. And I got my little fucking one-liners about Impact and who watches Impact and I laugh. Ha, ha, ha. But, I mean, what is Ring of Honor doing, Jesse? You watch that shit every Thursday. What are they doing over there? Same as Dark, man. Same as Dark? Same as Dark. Just throw some matches together and that's it. That's awful. That's it. That man. is awful. Kenny Omega and Kanosuke Takeshita with Don Callis. Main event against Butcher and the Blade. You could tell this was an off week of Butcher and Blade are in the fucking main event. Holy shit. Yep. Um, it was an entertaining main event. I always love seeing Takeshita. Kenny Omega's great. Um, Danielson came out. He was on commentary and called Takeshita ungrateful for everything that Danielson had done for him as he apparently wants to associate with amateurs, he said. So Blade really was taking it to, to, to Takeshita out of the gate here with some strikes. Takeshita... Uh, nice punches, drop kick to uh, Blade. We got some tags between Takeshi and Omega. They were working as a solid duo here. And Omega hit You Can't Escape into a Takeshi sent on off the top on Blade for a two count. Omega teased a Terminator die, but he was tripped up by Kip Sabian on the outside. And Penelope Ford was there and shielded her husband to allow Butcher to wipe out Omega with a flying crossbody on the outside. Sabian was able to get in some shots. Butcher and Blade kept Omega isolated. During a commercial, we're back. Omega was able to plant Blade with a Kotaro crusher. Takeshita made the hot tag. He ran wild. He dropped Butcher with a uh, huge uh, lariat. Multiple haluva kicks. Takeshita connected with a brain buster on Butcher. But the Blade broke things up. And that allowed a stunner-lariat combination. Butcher and Blade tried to drag... Uh, or tried to uh, hit their drag the lake as Omega prevented it, leading to a Takeshita blue thunder bomb for a two count. Takeshita didn't hit a jumping knee on Blade. Omega followed with a snap dragon, dived to the floor onto Sabian and Blade. Takeshita hit a charging knee strike, which he obviously learned from Brian Danielson on Butcher, one, two, three, and Takeshita Omega get the victory. Post match, Brian Danielson's on the stage. And he says a professional got the pin in this match while the amateur looked exhausted. So he called Kenny Omega an amateur. If Takeshita trained with the Blackpool Combat Club, he'd be a star. But he chose to side with the elites who have guys like Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. So the Blackpool Combat Club then attacked Omega and Takeshita from behind. 
as Danielson told them to finish the job on Omega from last week. Young Bucks ran out as Moxie was about to stab Omega in the face with a screwdriver. And Claudio ran up the aisleway. He got super kicked. We got Wheeler Yuta ran up the aisleway. He got super kicked. And Brian is on the outside telling Takeshita to get in the ring to save Moxley. And Takeshita seemed conflicted. And he stopped Omega, who was looking at a situation where he was able to stab Moxley in the head with the screwdriver. Bucks get in there, super kick Moxley. Omega takes the screwdriver and Takeshita stops him. The Blackpool Combat Club then break things up and stand tall with Takeshita, who refused. Yuta hit a low blow on Takeshita. Danielson said he made his choice, so Moxley charged and used the screwdriver on, or uh, uh, Omega rather, used the screwdriver on Takeshita to end the show as he was stabbing him repeatedly in the head with it, blood dripping down Takeshita's face and forearm as the show went off the air. So Takeshita... Let his emotions get the best of him, bro, and he cost Kenny Omega. Possible tease coming? Possible turn coming? Is Takeshita going to join the Blackpool Combat Club? Well, you guys, I think it was you that said, uh, yeah. you thought that Don was going to join and lead the, B, the yeah. BCC. So yeah. We could be looking Don at a swear, bro. with Takeshita. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a very baby-faced thing to do, though. I mean, could, 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 you, could you see Takeshita as a heel, though? That's the, that's the one part that's kind of, uh, you know, sticking out to me is like, really? I don't know if I could see that. Well, no, it's, it's got to be something we have to, you know, we got to see the experience. We haven't seen it before, you know? Well, maybe Don Callis acts on behalf of Takeshita and really kind of nails it home as like uh, his Paul Heyman to his Brock Lesnar, you know? I don't know. But see where they go with this. But but that would leave that would leave the elite with Adam Page, Bucks, and Omega. I said if Takeshita joins the Blackpool Combat Club, they got five. But that's the elite's four. I said last week, Jesse, we may see Cody Ibushi here. Cody Ibushi saying, "Yeah, I'm ready to talk to Tony Khan whenever." And we're still waiting for Hangman to reappear. Yeah. So that'll be the five on five blood and guts with Cody Ibushi involved. What's going on with Hangman? Why is he actually not on TV? No idea. No reporting. Uh, I mean, the last I heard that he was renegotiating a contract extension. Right, right, right. But, but other than that, I have nothing. Yeah, because they, they get him out for a while selling this fucking eye, man. Yeah. So. I mean, the show's obviously missing talent like that. We got fucking Butcher and Blade in the main event. We got Bandito and Orange Cassidy teaming up for no reason. We got Jeff Jarrett on fucking TV. Like, what are we doing here? Where's Jay White? Jay White's on Rampage at 5.30 on Friday. Yeah, good luck with that one. Where's Peck? I don't know. I don't know. While while we complain of having no tag teams, where are all these big names? Where are they? I never said Ibushi was joining the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't know where the fuck he got that. I said Ibushi is joining the elite. Maybe you should clean your fucking ears out. Kota Ibushi joining Omega and the elite against the Blackpool Combat Club which will grab Takeshita. What am I speaking, Japanese? AW Rampage at 5.30. Jesse's not doing a watch along, is he? Uh, Rampage at 5.30? Yeah, 4.30 your time. Fucking hell, man. Jeez. Jay White's on Rampage, teaming with Rock Hard. I have to, man. I have to. I, I, gotta, I gotta fucking... Jesse's it, gotta be Rock Hard. 
I got to fucking cover it. I'm, I'm down to covering fucking two shows a week. I can't skip one. I got to do fucking this one. Man. Well, you know, they cover, uh, AEW's canceling Elevation, right? You read that? Uh, nobody's watching it anyway. Who gives a shit? Who cares? Who gives a shit? Jay White and Rock Hard Juice Robinson against Sean Spears and Ricky Starks on Rampage. Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee will be in tag team action. Yeah, good luck with that one. Anna J.A.S. versus Ashley D.M. Boys. Who the hell is oh, that? Oh, my God. Last time I saw her, pretty damn good, man. Really? Okay, well, yes. she's now all elite. They signed her to a full-time contract. That's good, man. That's good. The last time I covered one of her matches, highly impressed. Highly. I mean, she was really good. She's in the ring with Anna Jay, so I don't know how uh, impressive she'll be, but we'll see. Uh, we'll Ca- see. Cash Wheeler battles Jay Lethal. The acclaimed address the people, and the outcasts have an in-ring promo. Sounds like a completely I-don't-give-a-shit show. Basically, yeah. And then AEW Dynamite. All that's announced right now is MJF and Sammy Guevara take on Darby Allen and Jack Perry and Orange Cassidy teams with Adam Cole, Bandito, and Roderick Strong against Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, Angela Parker, and Jake Hager. Uh, Joey says um, she's one of Thunder Rose's girls. So, okay. Oh, From Mission Pro. Okay. There you go. She was good, bro. I mean, no cap. I'm no bullshitting. I mean, I, I believe to mention that to you. I forgot. I believe you. I was highly impressed with her in the ring. That is all we got for AEW Dynamite tonight, folks. Uh, a very middle-of-the-road show tonight. Not much happened. I sense your excitement. I know, I know. But... <sighs> Pack has visa issues. Dude, of course it, he does. Dude, TK can straight down a visa issue. Is he even trying? I don't know, but the Lucha Brothers are uh, on Ring of Honor, so there, there, there must be something going on. I mean, come on. Uh, thank you guys very much for joining us tonight, man. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Extras, live streams. I'll be live tomorrow with episode 475. The podcast will go over the Vince McMahon lawsuit now that uh, broke today. We'll go over a bunch of other shit, too. Lots of news. So make sure you guys tune in 5 p.m. tomorrow. And please hit that thumbs up, man. We got 666 likes. Uh oh. With the devil, the devil's favorite podcast, apparently. Nope, nope. Six, six, uh, Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, please. I'd love if we could get as close to a thousand as possible. And super chats are open right now. It's the last call. Joseph Taylor. We'll start off with him. Five dollar super chat. Jesse showing you his new PC. Mm, look at this guy. Fancy, fancy, fancy. Uh, Joseph Taylor, fight off CBJ. JD and Jesse, dream match you would like to see one day. You, uh, Joseph Taylor, are crazy. His dream match is Kenny Omega versus Braun Breaker. Oh, my God. Joseph, I'm, I'm going to need you to get the fuck out of here, bro. Seriously. My dream match? I don't know. Give me Danielson and, and, and Okada. Right now? That would be it. How's Braun Breaker's uh, in-ring work rate? I actually don't. That's not bad. It's not bad. He's gotten a lot better. And he's he's very good as a heel. Is he, he's a heel now. Yeah, they turned him heel. Yeah. Oh okay. Right. Yeah. Uh 
Edder Augustamar with a new membership. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. J-Ray with a $5 super chat. According to Fight TV, AW Dark Elevation is coming to an end. Dark will be next as they prepare to split rosters for Dynamite and Collision come June. Oh, they're going to cancel Dark? They're going to cancel Dark, too? Yeah, I need to give it a Dark, too. Just give it to them both, man. I mean, what difference does it make? They got Ring of Honor, which operates as a Dark, so why the fuck not? Basically, yes. Basically, yes. And it probably gets the same amount of viewership as as Dark and Elevation do on YouTube. So what's the what's the difference? Yep. Hiru with a five dollar super chat. As soon as I heard the first chord to end of heartache, I knew it was Roddy, and I legit jumped out of my seat. My guy is free. He should do good with, here, man. With his wife now. Yeah. Sure they're happy. She tweeted about it. I'm sure they're happy. Oh, I wouldn't know. I'm blocked. Well, who blocked you? She did. Yeah. You keep talking shit about it. And I'm yeah. telling you, she's showing signs of improvement. Right. I'll be the judge. I'm sitting there telling you she's ready for the main event. I the- will be the judge of that. She is not ready for the main event. She's not ready for anything. But all that being said, she's actually showing signs of improvement. So Munchie. Where she goes. Man, we'll see. Munchie time with a 24 months, two years as a member in the venue. Glad that I listened for the last eight years. Thank you, Munchie time. You got that golden microphone, man. It looks good on you. Anything new about CNC season two? Uh, nothing, bro. Uh, Hodge moved out to Arizona, so probably not uh, anytime soon. Michelle Moran with a two dollar super chat. Would Hangman benefit from a heel turn? No, he would not. No, hell no. Why would you turn one of the most over baby faces in the company into a heel? Hangman is beloved. He is literally the people's champion of, of AEW. Yes. Uh, Marquise with a 17 months. Thank you, bro. Dynamite was good tonight. I went to Raw on Monday. JD forgot to tell you. Seth and Cody Pyro was loud, but great. Enjoy my first Raw event. Yeah, Raw was okay. It was okay. We'll see what happens with this draft. Tony Brown with a four ninety nine chocolate versus vanilla booty meat battle. I don't know, man. Not uh, not much booty meat on tonight's uh, AEW. I mean, Jade, Jade, Jade is Jade is okay, but uh, Taya not really up my alley. No, no. Uh, James with a twenty one months. Thank you, bro. Uh, keep the good times rolling, Jerry. And F all the haters. Hello. And as always, much love to my OTS fam. 21 months. Thank you, bro. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Give me Roddy Strong versus Adam Page. Sure. Raging Girl Gamer. Rage, thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Rage, $500 in Super Chat. AEW sucks. And all hail Omas. He will beat Seth Clownins into oblivion. Next WWE heavyweight champion, Omas. I mean, I can't say nothing about that, bro. She donated $499.99. There you go. Maybe she's right. Reg can say whatever she wants. You want to throw a great Kali in there, too? I would have let you get away with that, too. Hologram with a 29 months. Well, after that rage bomb, I guess I'll just say congrats on 145, my friend. The growth this year is some of the fastest I've seen in all my years here. We're doing good shit here, man. We're doing good shit here. Thank you. 
And thanks to you guys. It's all thanks to you guys. Uncle Willie with eight months. Hey, JD and Jesse, wanted to say hello and let you know wrestling training is going good. Any advice? Keep up the great work. Um, Nothing in particular, Uncle Willie. All I will say is just keep pushing through, man. If it's something that you have as far as a passion of yours, do not let it go. Just let that passion shine through, man. Jedi Joker with a $5 super chat. What's up, JD? I asked Jesse last week, and now I ask you. This is a fuck, marry, kill, Nia Jax, Doe Drop, and Emmy Sakura. Yeah, Jesse's over there smiling. This fucking guy. Uh, great podcast as always. Hashtag OTS for life. Um, I remember my answer, so I want to see what you say. Then. All right, I'm going to kill Emmy Sakura. I'm going to... (laughs) I'm going to uh, kill myself. Nope. So I don't have to do it. it. All right, I'm going to marry Dodrop and fuck Nia Jax. Oh, God. Ooh, we were close. Okay, so yeah. I I married Dodrop as well. Dodrop has a, a a very very bubbly and outgoing personality, so I would rather spend the rest of my days with someone like that. Um, I'm gonna kill Nia Jax. There's no way I can. I'm just gonna kill her right away. She well, she lost go. weight, bro. She has to go. It's not about her weight. She just has to go. Oh, okay. She has to go. L- listen, um, uh, listen. I, I don't, I don't like my women large. That's just the way I am. Okay. And and Amy Sakura, I can't stand her so much. I would just go ahead and just hate fuck her. Just right. I mean, just nah, 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 nope. nah, nah, nah. I hate her so much. Nah. I'm gonna enjoy. I'm just gonna just hate bang away. But Nia Jax, I'm killing, and I'll just marry Dodra. I don't know. I Jedi Joker, man. Uh, listen, I don't know. I don't know what you're on, bro. But uh, we, we can't. Yeah, my we, we, whole, my whole. You're gonna find out my Nia Jax. We we, we can't. We can't have this line of questioning uh, in the venue. No, you can't. You can't do that. Uh, P Mac with a five dollar super chat. Yo, Jesse Mercedes says she wants to to renegade twins in her faction, or she wants to renegade twins in her faction. What do you think about Franklin become a drunk bum and that boys in the hood Easter egg? I don't know, but thank you for spoiling it for me because I have not caught up on Snowfall just yet. Awesome. Thanks for that. Oh, is that? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. And um, and the Renegade, the Renegade twins, man, I think they are a faction material for me. I've been calling that for Thunder Rosa for a while. And with Mercedes, yeah, take that too, man. Daniel Pinson with the two months. I'll be in Corpses Christy on Friday for SmackDown. Hey, good luck with that, bro. Don't fall asleep. Nate, the head of talent TV with nine months. You heard rage. All hell, Omos. Larry the dog looks like a mole rat. Trolls aside. What a forgettable match. WWE hyped up mine. Randy versus Edge backlash. Bro, Larry the dog is a beautiful specimen. Here's my thing. You don't think that. 
you just do this shit to get a rise out of it. What? You know that's a hideous piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know it. You bro, know that is the ugliest dog God has bro, ever created. Bro, you are in some serious fucking trouble, bro. You know it. You are you in some serious. Beat. You are in. Guys. You're floating up shit's creek, bro. Guys, check, check. This guy gets off the air and talks shit about Larry. Ne- no, 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 never, never, never. I think Larry every is week. a beautiful specimen, bro. My girl Destiny Fomo is gonna fucking kick you right between the balls, bro. No, forget her too, man. She wants Goldberg back. Yes. Yes. Bro, you, Just to see your reaction, I want Goldberg food. back too. I told her I'd buy her pizza and beer if Goldberg comes back, man. Then we'll FaceTime you and laugh at you. This guy is blowing smoke up all your asses. He hates Bro, Larry if I could adopt me. Larry, I would. Oh, my. Dude, I'd walk around the neighborhood here, man. Walking Larry, man. I'd get all the fucking girls hooting and hollering at me. Yeah. Oh, look at this little cutie. He's pointing and laughing at that ugly ass dog. I will not have any. Uh, get Black Bolt out of the chat. Black Bolt, get the fuck out of here, bro. Get Black Bolt out of the chat. Uh, Hooligrim, now. And, um. That dog is ugly. I don't. I don't believe you, people. Dog is fucking hideous. Uh, Jason Martinez with the Tadal Super Jack. Jesse, I'm with you. Happy with Impact. Naomi, let's go. Brad Pie with the Tadal Super Jack. I want Miro to join the Blackpool Combat Club. I want Miro on television. I don't give a fuck where he I goes. I want Miro on TV. I, we want to talk about people burying hatchets and doing what's best for business and all that shit. Where's Miro? Where's all, where's that same energy for Miro? Jason Martinez with a $3 super chat. I missed right. Dynamite. New York Knicks finally advance. Thank you both for covering. ER Sane with a $2 super chat. I'm sorry. No one watches mid-packed and mid-Japan PW. Well, tell me how you really feel, bro. Holy shit. Marquise with the new membership. Thank you, Marquise. Jacob Donnelly. The $5 super chat. Always great to see Jacob in the chat. Uh, Jacob says, word on the street is, Jesse thinks Larry is an ugly dog. That's not word in the street. That's word from my mouth. And and to think I used to look up to you more than my own father. How disappointing. (laughs) Says (laughs) says (laughs) Jacob Donnelly. Jacob Donnelly with the comment of the entire evening tonight, man. Honestly. You fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. I'm going to read that one again. (laughs) Word on the street. Jesse thinks Larry's an ugly dog. And to think I used to look up to you more than my own father. How disappointing. So much. Hero with a $5 super chat. Hey, Jesse, who do you think our Vikings take tomorrow night? I think we trade out of the first round. I don't know, but I don't like trading out of the first round when you need shit. So I don't know about that. But I don't know. They're pretty solid right now. Um, you probably bolster the O-line maybe. Um, no, maybe a wide receiver get Justin some help maybe. But I don't know. I don't like trading away your first round pick, man. I think that's always a bad idea. 
Cisco with a new membership. Thank you, Cisco. The fuck are you drinking tonight, man? Scorpio with a $5 Super Jet. Tony Khan is slowly starting to turn into Vince from a non-logical creative standpoint. Also, who looks better in trunks, Jade Cargill or Rhea Ripley? Ooh, oh, that's a, that's a good answer, question. Right? That's a good question. That's, that's a, not a good question. That's a good question. Why not? That's not a good question. That's an easy answer. I'm taking Rhea Ripley. Thank you. What? I'm taking Rhea Ripley. It's an easy answer. Nick Williams with a fight out super chat. Rage is wrong. Omos sucks, but Baron Corbin is a legend. You guys are fucking. I mean, holy shit! What the fuck are we serving tonight, bro? Holy shit! When we yeah, start man. seeing when we start seeing Baron Corbin get pushed again with this draft, you know Vince is. A oh, team. absolutely. Uh, Billy Sazane with a nine months. AW General Manager Perfect would be Nigel McGuinness. Yes. I want Mark Henry. Or him too. I would like Mark Henry. Imagine he brings back the Hall of Pain as a commissioner. Yeah, man. Uh, Primo Cologne with a 499. JD Dynamite being in the 800K realm. 13 out of the last 17 weeks so far in 2023 is surprising. It's been a strong product. Why have people stopped watching? Because there's no long-term investment, bro. It's just random fucking matches most of the weeks. No matter how good the wrestling is, there's no reason to come back to watch weekly, man. You need episodic television. It's like going it's like going to an indie wrestling show. You know, you just go there, you show up and you watch the wrestling and you leave. There is no there's no story to it because it's a one-off for you. You're not going to go there every week. Yeah. So you're just going to sit, watch the wrestling and like it or not like it and leave. Basically. That shouldn't be for TV though. No. Why was SmackDown getting the highest ratings that they've gotten in years? Because the Bloodline storyline was week-to-week engaging. It overtook the show. Russell Wagner with 18 months. Thanks for all the updates and work you do. Thank you, Russell Wagner, for 18 months, brother. Joseph Taylor with a $3 super chat. I would marry Serena Deeb. I like older women. It's good for you, bro. It's good for you. Dom Wapa with a 199. Where is the House of Black? I don't know. That home playing house. What the fuck? They're, what's, what the, what's what they're doing? Julie Hart was on uh, Rampage last week, wasn't she? Um, I believe so. Was it Rampage or was it? Yeah, it must have been Rampage. It wasn't ROH. So, yeah, she was on Rampage. Oh, that's great. Look, she looks good. I like Julie Hart. Julia is Julia is developing. Um, her her in-ring work is is... It's about the same. It's not getting worse. She's, she is steadily getting a little bit better. But more importantly, she is getting better at her gimmick. She is killing her gimmick right now. She is very good at what she does. $5 Super Chat, yeah. Paul Jackson. Uh, thank you, brother. Uh, great show. Guys, prayers for Tommy Dreamer, who just lost his mother. Oh, that sucks, Thoughts and prayers to Tommy Dreamer, man. That's awful. Uh, and chill vibes with a 23 months. Four more days till my golden mic. Oh, yeah. That's what I like to see. Anyway, guys, we uh, are about to get out of here, man. I have... uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I may go to bed, to be honest with you. I'm fucking tired. I'm going to watch Snowfall. 
Well, after you got uh, spoiled. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's my own fault. I'm, I'm only one week behind, but why would you super chat with results in it? What I, the fuck? I man? don't know. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Snowfall, what is that? Uh, TNT show? Uh, FX. FX. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you for joining us on uh, tonight's very, very middle-of-the-road AEW Dynamite post-show. We weren't middle-of-the-road. Dynamite was, but uh, I'll be back tomorrow afternoon, man. We got uh, a big show lined up tomorrow, man. We're going to talk about Vince McMahon's lawsuit now, this defamation suit, this racial fucking discrimination lawsuit with Bianca Belair and Apollo Crews named in it. Oh, my goodness. Lots to uncover there. Jason Martinez with a $5 Super Chat. Sorry, my shorthand stinks. I said happy Naomi is with better talent in Impact. Also missed Dynamite because I saw the clinch game. And thank you both for catching me up. Thank you, Jason. No worries, bro. We're all happy for Naomi. We love Trinity. Anyway, guys, uh, tomorrow stream, 5 o'clock. Tune in. Uh, I may have an extra up tomorrow afternoon as well, earlier in the afternoon. So make sure you guys keep uh, an eye peeled on the channel. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Chi-Town Smart on Twitter as well for Jesse. Uh, at JD from NY206, obviously is me. Hit that thumbs up. Go check out all the other content on the channel. And hit that subscribe button down below, guys. Thank you for 145, and I will see you all tomorrow for episode 475 right here on Off The Scrap. We'll see you guys tomorrow.